If parents don't make God a high priority for their kids. The kids grow up and make it less of a priority for their children. And those kids grow up and in turn make it no priority for their kids. And those children grow up with no concept of who or what God is. The priorities we make today, impact generations. This message is brought to you by the In His Holy Name Ministry and the Independent Catholic Podcast. According to Christianity's four canonical Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Judas Iscariot was one of the initial twelve apostles chosen by Jesus. He is described as a trusted disciple who eventually betrayed Jesus, leading to his arrest and crucifixion. The Gospels mention that Judas agreed to betray Jesus to the religious authorities, the Sanhedrin, who were seeking to arrest him. Judas identified Jesus to the authorities by giving him a kiss, identifying him and leading to his arrest. In return, Judas received 30 pieces of silver as payment for his betrayal. As a side note scholars estimate the value of the 30 pieces of silver would have been equivalent to around 4 months wages for a laborer at that time. After Jesus' arrest, Judas was filled with remorse and tried to return the money. However, the religious leaders refused to take it back. Overwhelmed by guilt, Judas later killed himself. The betrayal of Judas is seen as a significant event in Christianity, as it ultimately led to Jesus' crucifixion and subsequent resurrection. Historically, there is limited information available about Judas Iscariot outside of the accounts provided in the four canonical Gospels. The Gospels themselves provide the primary sources regarding Judas' role as a disciple and betrayer of Jesus. Outside of the Gospels, there are a few references to Judas in early Christian writings. The most notable is found in the New Testament book of Acts, where it is mentioned that Judas acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness, 
Acts chapter 1, verse 18. This suggests that Judas used the money he received for betraying Jesus to purchase a field. There are also a few references to Judas in non-biblical early Christian writings, such as the Gospel of Judas, which was discovered in the 20th century. However, these writings are considered non-canonical and were not included in the final selection of texts that make up the New Testament. The Syriac Infancy Gospel, for example, borrows from some of the different versions of the Infancy Gospel of Thomas. However, it adds many of its own tales, probably from local legends, including one of Judas. This pseudepigraphic work tells how Judas, as a boy, was possessed by Satan, who caused him to bite himself or anyone else present. In one of these attacks, Judas bit the young Jesus in the side, and, by touching him, Satan was exorcised. It further states that the side which Judas supposedly bit was the same side that was pierced by the Holy Lance at the crucifixion. Overall, the historical information about Judas Iscariot is limited, and much of what is known about him comes from the accounts in the four canonical Gospels. According to scripture, Jesus selected Judas Iscariot as one of his twelve apostles. The process of his selection is described in the Gospel of Luke chapter 6, verses 12 through 16 and the Gospel of Mark chapter 3, verses 13 through 19. In Luke's account, Jesus spends the whole night in prayer before choosing his twelve apostles. Afterward, he calls his disciples and selects twelve of them, including Judas Iscariot, whom Jesus describes as the one who would eventually betray him. Similarly, Mark's account states that Jesus went up on a mountainside and called those he wanted to be his apostles. He then appointed twelve, including Judas Iscariot, whom the Gospel of Mark also notes would later betray Jesus. These accounts suggest that Jesus deliberately chose Judas Iscariot as one of his apostles, despite being aware of his future betrayal. The reasons for Jesus' choice are not explicitly mentioned in the scriptures themselves, leaving room for interpretation and speculation. The Catholic interpretation of Judas Iscariot aligns with the traditional view that he betrayed Jesus and is often seen as a villain. According to Catholic teaching, Judas' betrayal of Jesus was a grave sin motivated by greed and a lack of faith. He is regarded as the epitome of a traitor and his actions are condemned as a betrayal of not only Jesus but also of the community of believers. The Catholic Church emphasizes that Judas had a free will and made a conscious choice to betray Jesus, despite having witnessed his miracles and teachings. The Catechism of the Catholic Church states that Judas' sin was premeditated and deliberate, driven by his desire for personal gain and his refusal to accept Jesus as the Son of God. The Catholic interpretation acknowledges that Judas' betrayal played a crucial role in Jesus' redemptive mission, leading to his crucifixion and ultimately his resurrection. However, the focus remains on the grave sin committed by Judas rather than any positive aspects of his actions. Overall, the Catholic Church views Judas Iscariot as a cautionary figure, highlighting the dangers of greed, lack of faith, and the consequences of betraying the trust placed in one's hands. 
The Gospel of Judas is an ancient Gnostic text that provides a different perspective on Judas Iscariot compared to the canonical Gospels. It portrays Judas in a more positive light and presents a different interpretation of his role in Jesus' crucifixion. The Gospel of Judas is believed to have been written by a group of Gnostic Christians, rather than by Judas Iscariot himself. It is considered a non-canonical or apocryphal gospel, meaning it is not included in the official canon of the New Testament. The original author is unknown, but the gospel was likely composed in the 2nd century AD. The gospel was discovered in the 1970s and gained significant attention when it was translated and published in 2006. According to the Gospel of Judas, Judas is depicted as the most enlightened disciple who had a special understanding of Jesus' teachings. In this text, Judas is said to be chosen by Jesus to fulfill a crucial role in God's plan. Rather than being portrayed as a betrayer, Judas is seen as carrying out Jesus' instructions by handing him over to the authorities, facilitating Jesus' spiritual mission, and liberating his divine spirit from his earthly body. The Gospel of Judas suggests that Judas' actions were part of a divine plan and that his betrayal was not motivated by greed or personal gain but rather by his deep spiritual understanding. This alternative portrayal challenges the traditional view of Judas Iscariot as a villain and raises questions about the nature of his betrayal and its significance within the broader context of Jesus' teachings. It's important to note that the Gospel of Judas is not considered part of the New Testament canon, and its authenticity and historical accuracy have been subjects of scholarly debate. Returning to the New Testament, Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve apostles of Jesus, he died by hanging himself after betraying Jesus to the religious authorities for thirty pieces of silver. But in Acts the writer mentions that Judas bought a field with the thirty pieces of silver, and falling headfirst there, his body split open, spilling out all his intestines. Different scholars have considered whether these two versions can fit together. Did Judas hang himself and then his body split open? It's a little unclear, regardless of whether they fit together or it's one account over the other, there is a strong sense of tragedy to Judas' death. Given that in Acts chapter 1, verse 25 Peter describes Judas going where he belongs and Jesus' prayer for his disciples refers to Judas as the one doomed to destruction. In John chapter 17, verse 12, there is also arguably a sense of judgment here. The Bible does not provide specific details about where he was buried. However, according to various traditions and apocryphal texts, as well as the book of Acts in the New Testament, it is mentioned that the money Judas received for betraying Jesus was used to purchase a field known as the Field of Blood or Akeldama, which was used as a burial place for strangers or as a potter's field. A potter's field refers to a piece of land used for the burial of unknown or indigent people. It was named so because it was often purchased by potters to extract clay for their pottery, and the land was considered unfit for cultivation or other purposes. In the case of Judas, some traditions suggest that the field of blood was a potter's field. Then there is the tale toll in Nicodemus. According to the apocryphal Gospel of Nicodemus, 
which was probably written in the 4th century AD, Judas was overcome with remorse and went home to tell his wife, who was roasting a chicken on a spit over a charcoal fire, that he was going to kill himself, because he knew Jesus would rise from the dead and, when he did, he would punish him. Judas's wife laughed and told him that Jesus could no more rise from the dead than he could resurrect the chicken she was cooking. Immediately, the chicken was restored to life and began to crow. Judas then ran away and hanged himself. However, the exact historical details surrounding Judas' death and burial, including the true location and nature of the field of blood, remain uncertain. Different accounts and traditions offer varying information, and there is ongoing debate among scholars regarding the accuracy of these accounts. There are indeed several interesting folklores and legends surrounding Judas Iscariot that I would be amiss if I didn't mention. Here are a few examples. The Wandering Jew. One popular legend states that after his betrayal, Judas was cursed by Jesus to wander the earth until the second coming. This figure, known as the Wandering Jew, was said to be immortal and condemned to roam without rest. The Tree of Betrayal. According to some legends, after Judas hanged himself in remorse, a tree grew from the spot where he died. This tree, called the Judas tree or cursed tree, was believed to have dark, twisted branches and to be associated with betrayal and evil. The Red Hair Another folklore suggests that Judas had red hair, which is often associated with negative or demonic qualities in various cultures. This belief led to the notion that red-headed people were somehow linked to Judas and considered untrustworthy. The Silver Coin Curse In some traditions, the 30 pieces of silver that Judas received for betraying Jesus were believed to be cursed. It was said that anyone who possessed one of these coins would suffer misfortune or even death. It's important to note that these folklores are not based on historical evidence but have developed over time through cultural and religious interpretations. They serve as a way to explore the moral and spiritual implications of Judas' actions and the consequences associated with betrayal. And then there is the tale from Barnabas. According to medieval copies of the Gospel of Barnabas it was Judas, not Jesus, who was crucified on the cross. This work states that Judas's appearance was transformed to that of Jesus, when the former, out of betrayal, led the Roman soldiers to arrest Jesus who by then was ascended to the heavens. This transformation of appearance was so identical that the masses, followers of Christ, and even the mother of Jesus, Mary, initially thought that the one arrested and crucified was Jesus himself. The Gospel then mentions that after three days since burial, Judas's body was stolen from his grave, and then the rumors spread of Jesus being risen from the dead. When Jesus was informed in the third heaven about what happened, he prayed to God to be sent back to the earth, and descended and gathered his mother, disciples, and followers, and told them the truth of what happened. He then ascended back to the heavens, and will come back at the end of times as a just king. This gospel is considered by the majority of Christians to be late and pseudepigraphical, however, some academics suggest that it may contain some remnants of an earlier apocryphal work, perhaps Gnostic, Ebionite, 
or diatsaronic, redacted to bring it more in line with Islamic doctrine. Some Muslims consider the surviving versions as transmitting a suppressed apostolic original. Some Islamic organizations cite it in support of the Islamic view of Jesus. In the Catholic Church, Judas Iscariot is not recognized as a saint. He is not venerated nor honored as a figure of holiness or virtue, rather, Judas is often seen as a symbol of betrayal and is considered to be an anti-saint or an example of great human failure. The Catholic Church views Judas as the one who betrayed Jesus, leading to his crucifixion. His actions are seen as a grave betrayal of trust and a rejection of the teachings and mission of Jesus. Judas is often depicted as a warning against the dangers of greed, selfishness, and the temptation to prioritize personal gain over faith and loyalty. His name is often used synonymously with betrayal or treason. It's worth noting that the Catholic Church's stance on Judas Iscariot is based on biblical accounts and theological interpretations. Other Christian denominations may have different perspectives on his status or symbolism. It has been speculated that Judas's damnation to hell, which seems possible from the Gospel's text, may not stem from his betrayal of Christ, but from the despair which caused him to subsequently commit suicide. This is substantiated in Cornelius Alapide's famous commentary, in which he writes that, by hanging himself, Judas then added to his former sin the further sin of despair. It was not a more heinous sin, but one more fatal to himself, as thrusting him down to the very depths of hell. He might, on his repentance, have asked, and surely have obtained, pardon of Christ. But, like Cain, he despaired of forgiveness. The concept that Judas despaired of God's forgiveness is reiterated by Reverend A. Jones in his contribution to a mid-20th century Catholic commentary, filled with remorse, not true repentance because empty of hope, Judas sought to dissociate himself from the affair before committing suicide. However, some believe that Judas hanged himself thinking to precede Jesus into Hades and there to plead for his own salvation. The Catholic Church took no specific view concerning the damnation of Judas during Vatican II, a pastoral rather than dogmatic council, speaking in generalities, that council stated, we must be constantly vigilant so that we may not be ordered to go into the eternal fire like wicked and slothful servants, into the exterior darkness where there will be the weeping and the gnashing of teeth. The Vatican only proclaims individuals' eternal salvation through the canon of saints. There is no canon of the damned. Did you know that there is a folk tradition which is still practiced today in many countries? It's called the burning of Judas. The burning of Judas is an Easter time ritual that originated in European Christian communities where an effigy of Judas Iscariot is burned. Other related mistreatment of Judas effigies include hanging, flogging, and exploding with fireworks. Though not an official part of the Easter liturgical cycle, the custom is typically a part of the reenactment of the story of the Passion that is practiced by the faithful during Easter. Customs vary, but the effigy of Judas is typically hanged, reenacting Matthew chapter 27, verse 5 on Good Friday, then burned on the night of Easter Sunday.
In many parts of Latin America this practice occurs on the eve of the new year as a symbol of ridding oneself of evil and beginning a new year in spiritual purity. Some communities observe this ritual using various effigies, including our biblical Judas. This custom, during which the effigy is burned on a stake, is called Quema del Judas or the burning of Judas in Uruguay and Argentina, and Quema del Ano Viejo translated to the burning of the old year in other places. Despite his biblical fame, little is truly known about Judas. Scripture is clear in naming him as the traitor, but his motivation has long been and remains the subject of speculation. Whether Judas betrayed Jesus because he was greedy for money, or that he was a hypocrite who said all the right things, but betrayed Jesus anyway, Judas remains the perfect example of one who can sit under amazing scriptural teaching, say and do all the right things, and yet still reject the Christ in an instant. God's divine plan will always be realized, and man will always be held responsible for the choices he makes. May this be both a reminder and a warning to us. Trust in God and live as Jesus has taught, for in the end we all will be held accountable for our actions. This is Father Chris, reminding each of us to act justly, love with mercy, and walk humbly with God. For the Hebrew children, it was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children, and it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It will do when the world's on fire. It will do when the world's on fire. It will do when the world's on fire. And it's good enough for me. Give me that old time Have you been looking for a place to call home? Need a place that makes you feel welcome and valued? The Independent Catholic Church of the Americas is waiting for people just like you to find their way home. We invite you to visit one of our parishes for Mass this Sunday. The Independent Catholic Church of the Americas welcomes everyone to his table as we practice Catholicism with the Western Rite, with full apostolic succession and valid sacraments, but we are not associated with the Roman Church. We are a liturgically conservative and socially liberal branch of Catholicism. To learn more about the Independent Catholic Church of the Americas, and how to find a parish near you look us up on the web at 
www.iccanewengland.org. Again, that's www.iccanewengland.org.